Oh, ladies, oh, gentlemen, oh, fellas, 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 oh, thick old pumpkin behind me right now on the YouTube version of the show. Welcome to the That One Dude a Week for the best play per position is what it's titled, but we're looking for a leverage play at each position as of my recording right now on Friday afternoon. So if something wacky happens with injury news, that is not accounted for in this video. That is why, but I'm not expecting it. Most of these guys are healthy. There's one guy or 1% flyer who maybe there could be some murky stuff, but of course we will tell you exactly what to do with that. But the whole point of this is to find guys in the single digits, ideally 5% or below own that are leverage plays that other players at a similar price point are going to be coming in with double the ownership, even though they have a similar projection because maybe they have a flashier name. They've had a really good start to the season. Maybe it's a nice environment and people are game stacking it up and just hoping that Robert Woods eventually pops off making him again 15% owned all these things factor into it and it leaves flashy players every single week low owned and there's a couple this week I mean especially at the running back and wide receiver position I love the leverage plays this week I absolutely love the leverage plays this week if you watch the final thoughts video you'll know that there's a lot of value in the 6k range there's like six or seven running backs that look good and what is that doing it's just absolutely crashing crashing the ownership on some of these guys so let's start it off with the quarterback position we'll talk about player props for these guys we'll talk about exactly where there's some comparisons and their ownership and all that if you want to see my full ownership rankings projections optimizer discord no better time than the beginning of the month to get in join the over 900 strong patreon community come on home we'll welcome you home get up in there have the most information so you can dominate the slates and go to war with an abundance of information and weaponry to use and battle in the dfs contest so the quarterback that we're going to be talking about today is currently coming in one percent projected owned for me this week even though he's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time one of them and his man's name is Aaron Rodgers this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers and look Aaron Rodgers this week has a nice team total and the Pittsburgh Steelers if they indeed get Devin Bush and TJ Watt back which it is trending that those two should be healthy this week they're going to be in this matchup looking like not the greatest run blocking advantage for Aaron Jones on the ground one of the worst of the entire week but the Packers still have a 26 implied team total projected to score nearly four touchdowns this week and if the ground game is not going to be there and you saw last week their offensive line really hold up in a tough matchup against San Francisco would have an even easier matchup this week outside of TJ Watt that starts to give you some hope for Aaron Rodgers who's going to face this secondary of the Steelers that ranks 30th right now overall in secondary now they have a solid pass rush but 30th in secondary if this Packers strong offensive line can pick up the pass rush like last week it's Aaron Rodgers chucking it everywhere now I get it Aaron Rodgers is not the mobile quarterback and I agree I do want to prefer this week and you'll see on Sunday when we talk about it and in the final thoughts I want to prefer the Josh Allens, the Mahomes, the Kylers, these guys up there who have the ability to score 10 plus fantasy points just on the ground alone. It sets you up so much further apart. But if we're looking for 1% leverage plays, especially with the last game on the slate, so you can late swap into it, you have a ton of player minutes remaining and quarters remaining to really understand where you stand and how you can benefit from that. I do like that. The clear and obvious stack is with Devontae Adams, who has yet again for the third week in a row, the number one matchup advantage, according to Pro Football Focus. And for the third week in a row, I expect him to exploit that matchup advantage and go over 100 yards yet again, and ideally, and, and most likely at this point, find the end zone. You have other stacking options like MVS would probably be second, but really, you can just skinny stack with Devontae Adams and find one of the three receivers on the runback. We might talk about one in this video from Pittsburgh. So I think it's a great spot for him. Now there's some other quarterbacks who more are more expensive than Aaron Rodgers that have higher ownership that project out a little bit better, but let's point to one of them right now, Matthew Stafford, who has been fantastic, but Matthew Stafford right now coming in as a favorite with one of the best run blocking advantages on the entire week and getting Daryl Henderson back. There's a chance some of those passing touchdowns can convert into rushing touchdowns here. And with Matthew Stafford currently coming in for four to five times the amount of ownership as Aaron Rodgers, even though he's a little bit more expensive 
expensive, right? A couple hundred dollars more expensive. He projects out for like a point and a half more. This is not like Stafford's projecting out for 25 points. I have Aaron for close to 20 points and I have Stafford for 21 and a half points. So you're getting leverage off of maybe the chalkiest stack of the week in the Rams by going to the Packers in that four o'clock window. And I get it. It's easier to stack up the Rams with a cheaper Robert Woods and Higby and what people expect to be this Cooper Cup who now is unstoppable. And I, he's been fantastic, but he's the same price as Devontae Adams. Give me Devontae Adams every single day of the week. So I think this is a sneaky way to get off of that late stack if you wanted to. Again, this is not my favorite stack, but it is definitely a leverage stack this week. And if you're looking for a player prop right now on the screen, I'm taking the over 255 and a half passing yards. This beat up offensive line, who might get Elkin Jenkins back this week, was able to hold up against one of the best pass rushes in Joey Bosa last week. Guys filled in and looked fantastic. The unsung heroes against that line. And now you're going to get maybe a hobbled TJ Watt at best out there and the 30th ranked secondary. Yes, give me that with Rodgers and Devontae Adams all day, over 255 and a half passing yards. Now you can take that over on prize picks. You'll get a free bet matched up to a hundred dollars free f-r-e-e start your month off right go get the free hundred dollar bet take the over on aaron Rodgers or whatever other props you like i have all of my props in a thread over on twitter at salvage dfs so check it out you get your first bet match up to a hundred dollars there you go take the free schmacks if you use the code sal there's a link down below to check it out so let's slide into the running back position now and there's a lot of running backs in that 6k range and antonio gibson is picking up double digit ownership and so is swift and so are some other guys up there saquon barkley is seeming somewhat low owned right now but I'm going to choose a different player here, a player who over the last two weeks is the number one graded running back from pro football focus from weeks two to week three. Even though after week one in a really difficult matchup against Tampa Bay, everybody wanted to write this guy off as being dusty. I get it. We like Tony Pollard, but Ezekiel Elliott is still a good fantasy football player. He's still a good football player. He might not have the same burst as four to five years ago, but who the fuck does have the same burst as when they were a 21 year old compared to being a 25, 26 year old? It doesn't by any means mean that he's a bad player. And if you're looking at the matchup this week, he has a positive 61% run block advantage this week because that offensive line is that good even without Lyle Collins Zach Martin the center matters more in the running game than Lyle Collins will so getting him back after week one is massive against the Carolina defense that has looked good so far one of the better run defenses not as good when it comes to tackling but a solid unit on defense but it's the number one rush offense in the NFL right now because of probably skewed of what they did against Philadelphia in this Dallas team so Ezekiel Elliott comes in with a strong matchup Ezekiel Elliott comes in right now for me at around six to seven percent ownership which is about half the ownership as another guy in this price range in nine Najee Harris, who is now priced up. I have Najee Harris right now for 17.6 fantasy points. I have Ezekiel Elliott for 17.4. You can see my tweet on the screen right here. Najee Harris is coming in for nearly 15% ownership. Ezekiel Elliott, I have that about half the ownership. So you get a price discount for the same amount of projection in a better situation as Ezekiel Elliott is a favorite with a higher team total, while Najee Harris doesn't even have a 20 implied team total this week. And that ownership, even with the price increase, is off the back of him seeing a 19 target game. And if Deontay Johnson returns, people are just expecting expecting that to happen again. I don't. Give me Ezekiel Elliott at 7% ownership compared to Najee Harris. Give me him at right now lower ownership more than likely than Chris Carson, who I have projecting out for less points, who's only like a couple hundred dollars less. This, if this holds up, like maybe Zeke gets to 10% by the end of the week. But this is great. This is leverage off of Amari, Dak, and CeeDee Lamb, who I think is one of the better stacks of the week. A top three, a top four stack on the week is the Cowboys stack in this game environment this week. But you're just getting ultimate leverage off of Zeke, who just showed you last week that he still has bursts not only on the ground, but in the receiving game. And because of that, we are taking right now the over two and a half receptions for a second straight week over two and a half receptions it paid off in the first half last week against philadelphia and he is second in the nfl right now in routes run only behind harris who ran 60 59 routes last week to actually skew it upwards so zeke taken right now take the over two and a half receptions he's a great leverage play at the running back position so far again use that code sal to get the free money match you can pair some of these together over on prize picks 
$100 free bet. What are you waiting for? Prizepicks.com. Use the code SAL. It's simple. Prizepicks.com. You enter it. Two seconds of your time. Enter, sign up, sound, bam. Two more seconds of your time, bam, take the props. It's like a minute overall for a free $100 bet. Why not? Now, this next man I haven't been shy about. I've talked about him in the final thoughts video. I've put up a couple tweets about him right now. And that is going to be Mr. Michael Pittman Jr. So far in 2021, as you can see on the tweet on my screen, Michael Pittman Jr. has ranked with a 26.7% target share. That is one of the highest in the NFL at 9.3 targets per game. 9.3 targets per game. The alpha on his team, he has not come off the field for a single drop back of a quarterback yet on his team. Mainly when some Jacob Eason for like five snaps. 100% route participation. He's sixth in the NFL in air yard share, and he's ran the seventh most routes this year. He is operating as a clear and obvious wide receiver one in an offense that has not had the greatest of offensive lines and has not been able to establish the run like they would in Indianapolis. Michael Pittman is in a smash spot at just $5,400 this week. You can see my comparison tweet right here. I have Michael Pittman projected for 13.8 points and only 3% ownership at 5,400. For $100 left in a better game environment, I get it. He's going to be put into a lot of game and team stacks with the Rams. I have Robert Woods for 14.4 points and triple the ownership at 10%. So you're getting like a half a point more out of Robert Woods in projection. And the main reason why people want to own him more is because he's in these game stack environments. You can just go single stack with Cooper Cup if you really wanted to and give me Michael Pittman to get even more different and have a higher ceiling, in my opinion, with Michael Pittman as the alpha on his team, where Robert Woods right now is operating behind Van Jefferson in both target share and routes run. So Pittman's performance, his usage has all looked good. If Pittman scored a touchdown this year, he'd be in the $6,000 range. Like if Michael Pittman in the last two weeks where he's seen 10 plus targets in each of those weeks, by the way, if he scored just one touchdown during that time, he would not be 5,400. He'd be $6,000. And I bet his ownership would be higher. So get on him before he scores a touchdown or two like this week at 5,400. He's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate, like Steph Diggs, Michael Pittman, OD, OBJ. These guys look like great options this week. And Pittman is pretty cheap at $5,400. I am smashing the over 53 and a half receiving yards number as I have him in the upper 60s and lower 70s, depending on which site you're looking at right now on my projections. So take the over 53 and a half receiving yards on price picks with that free bet. Michael Pittman looks absolutely fantastic. We slide out to tight end. We're naturally tight end is going to be lower, right? You're going to have lower ownership here on these tight ends outside of like three or four guys. Everybody will be two to 5% on. So you're not getting much leverage here, but we're trying to find a guy who maybe will see a lot of usage, whether that's because of his skill, some injuries on his team, and also just him in returning into the offense and kind of a question mark on what he's, he looks like in this offense this year. And the guy that I'm defining here is going to be Evan Ingram from the Giants, who I have projecting out right now for 4% ownership. I have Ingram projecting for 7.8 fantasy points this week. So for example, if he comes in at three or 4% ownership, I'd expect Dalton Schultz to be double his ownership because of what Schultz did on primetime in Monday Night Football, two touchdown game for Dallas. And Dalton Schultz, who is now more expensive than him, I would expect Schultz to come in with 6 to 8% ownership, and I currently have Evan Ingram projected for more points. We're looking like we might not have Darius Slayton or Sterling Shepard this week, and people want to maybe think that that's going to help C.J. Board or Kadarius Toney or Colin Johnson, who was terrible in the preseason against actual cornerbacks, and, and Kadarius Toney, who's been banged up, and he's a gadget player who doesn't have a high A dot. Why not the souped-up wide receiver that's just playing tight end than Evan Ingram? As the reason why he's banged up is because he's basically a receiver playing tight end and getting banged up in the middle of the field left and right and being asked to block. He played 50% of the time as a wide receiver week one there's a lot of upside here at just three thousand dollars and daniel jones likes evan ingram if you just go back to like the five or six games they've actually gotten to play together when both are healthy so you're not going to get insane leverage but he's still three percent on you're not going to get like insane leverage over most tight ends like the top three or four tight ends i have projected right now for like maybe eight six ten fourteen percent ownership your kelsey's of the world your george kittles of the world maybe a hawkinson gets up there but this is a nicer option to maybe get a guy who leads his team in targets this week coming off of a solid target game last week where he saw a, a top two target 
target share on his team. Again, a lot of injuries, but that's going to be the case again this week for the Giants. So Evan Ingram at the tight end position looks like a solid that one dude for week four. And now let's talk about our 1% flyer play. Maybe he'll come in at 2% ownership. I currently have him around 1, 1 1.5% owned. If you're still here, by the way, and I'm sure you are, hit the follow button, the subscribe button here on YouTube, and also hit the like button. Why not while you're here? Let me know in the comment section, who is the one low-owned player that you're looking for? Take two seconds of your time and comment that. Interested to see the conversation. We can get sparked up down there. But this guy's a nice runback option if you want your leverage stacks with Aaron Rodgers, running back with this Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver who missed last week, and that's Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson right now missed last week. It forced a lot of targets to Mr. Najee Harris. That is going to be filtered right back to the man who is top three in targets since the beginning of 2019. Let me say that again. Top three in targets overall in the NFL is Deontay Johnson only behind Diggs and Devontae Adams during that time. If you look at it on a per game basis, just very quietly being a stud in the NFL. Look at his performances so far. Solid, right? I mean, he gets hurt on that last play of the game, which is just wonky. A game where they're down two scores and they're trying to just run a flea flicker play. Just knee the fucking ball, run the clock out. Hell, just take a Hail Mary if you really want to put points on the board and cover the spread. I'm not even sure if they were able to cover, cover the spread. They might have been favorites and they lost that game either way. But Buffalo week one, he gets Tredavious White. Not a great spot, but he still sees 10 targets. He scores a touchdown. He gets 15 fantasy points. Week two, he scores 20 fucking fantasy points. DraftKings bonus puts him over that in a game where he sees 12 targets against Vegas on nine catches and then he gets injured at the end of it. This is a stud receiver. Now, the reason why he's probably lower owned is the injury to an extent. The fact that in that price range at the six carry range, you have Amari Cooper at $6,000. You have DJ Moore right around him. And you have other guys that are going to be popular this week, like a CD Lamb, a little bit more expensive. And then you could even look at the running back position. And he's the exact same price as DeAndre Swift, who people are going to want to play this week, right? He's in that same price range as some of those other running backs that we were just talking about. Your Saquon, your Najee Harris, your Chris Carsons. So Deontay Johnson is being forgotten about, even though the worst game he's had this year is 15 fantasy points two, through two games. And he's had an 11 target average so far give me that all day in the four o'clock window assuming that he does indeed play so far I mean the comparisons for him versus other guys is a one percent Deontay Johnson versus like an eight or ten percent Chris Carson for guys that I have projected at the exact same ownership or the exact same price point this week but a massive difference in ownership I'm not seeing any prop bets out there right now for Deontay Johnson I think the books are waiting but I will be firing on Saturday or Sunday whenever they come out at the Deontay Johnson over receiving yards because I think it's going to probably come out in the high 50s or 60s and I'm smashing that because so far this year the volume indicates that you should and the way that they move him around the field should be enough to get away from a lot of Jair Alexander who will probably go and chase Claypool a good amount of the time so there you go that one dude at every single position in a one to two percent flyer play this week before you go please do hit the subscribe button and check out all the other videos we have this week we'll have a Sunday night video for the massive Sunday night football game of course we'll be live tomorrow morning so be sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe so you know when we're going live for a Q&A for about an hour and a half before the game starts Patreon podcast goes up a ton of stuff on Patreon already out projections drinks ownerships the matchup notes the discord access the lineup optimizer is locked and loaded all that stuff and even more so come join the community beginning of the month no better time to get in than a fresh month fresh start welcome to spooky season in october that's a thick ass pumpkin behind me use the code salon price picks to win some dollar rooskies and just get a free 100 bet on taking player props why not you all rock i'll see you in the next one i love this motherfucking job and i appreciate you beautiful people peace out gang Ooh.